to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the Blackhawks' latest win versus Edmonton. It's nice to say that because, um, well, we haven't really been able to say it really too much this season, so it's nice to say. Uh, but before we get into that, do us a favor. Go check out the FHN.net. Uh, they've got podcasts and hockey articles for you that uh, on, on other NHL teams as well that you'd find interesting. So be sure to check them out. There's a lot of a lot of hockey fans are NHL fans, Matt. You know, I know you're one of them. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a Blackhawks fan, and then after that I could— to be honest with you, I can care less what happens, but uh, but as far as other rest of the NHL concerned, that's um that's Matt's that's Matt's area, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we'll start off the game, man. You know what? It was uh, Hammers, Hammers Heritage Night. It was it was really awesome. It's really cool that they did it on on a game where they where they played Edmonton so that Keith could be there. You know, Kaner and Taves were there. And it's it's really incredible like to see the highlights and then you see the guys today and you know, really there's nobody left from that time except for Taves and Kane. Uh from that time, man. And it's you know, it, it kinda just goes to show you that, you know, those times were great, but, you know, they're they're just about gone now. And um you know, Hammer was one of the best of them. I mentioned it earlier on my Twitter feed that ha- Hammer should have his number, his number retired. I think, honestly, I really hope that that they they that Jones gives it up. Maybe he could wear number forty four after we uh, let Dehan go at the end of the season. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyways, I'll get right into it. Blackhawks win four to three tonight versus Edmonton. Of course, they wanted to make it interesting. And and uh, Matt, I want you to go over who was somebody that you really noticed from tonight's game. Uh, Lafferty. Ah, uh, man, he was the number one yeah. on my list too. Yeah, he was winning uh, puck battles on the boards, making good passes, just hundred miles an hour every shift, and you notice that. And Eddie o, Eddie O was saying it a lot, and. That's the only guy I really that really stood out. I mean, obviously Kaner with some great passes and his great one timer, but I, I honestly would have gave the first star to Lafferty for sure. Yeah, I thought that he was he was noticeable on every shift, and it, like you mentioned, he was making puck battles. He actually he scored the first goal of the game, yep. his first goal as a Blackhawk. I'm really it's really great to see him get rewarded considering the effort that he puts forward. Good you know, trade by Davidson, man. Good trade. Oh man, that was a <laughs> his first I, one. His first uh, trade. It's I a win. I can't believe so far. I, I can't believe that we uh that we traded that we traded Nylander, Alexander Nylander for him, man. So um here are the points for tonight. Kaner got a goal and an assist, six shots on goal. Uh, Carpenter had an assist. Debrinkit got the game winner. Uh, Seth Jones had one assist. Kubalik had a goal today, which was uh which was great to see, and Lafferty got a goal. You know, Kubelik's goal came, what was that, the third period, Matt? Yeah, that was a bad mis- misplay by Koskinen, who, you know, he tried to do it himself, and he Kubelik had that open net, and he buried it, man. That was a hard shot, and usually he whiffs on <laughs> on shots like that, but <laughs> he saw no goalie in that, that net, and he just said, I better fire it and take advantage of it. Man, I'll tell you what. I thought Patrick Kane was really noticeable tonight. He broke up a couple plays, yep. n- noticeably in the third period on uh, on defense, that c- uh, could have been potential game tying goals. And um, you know they they made an interesting statistic today about Edmonton, and that's 
um, McDavid and Dreisaitl are at the top of the leaderboard in points, and then the next person is 39 points away. So it goes to show you that this isn't a playoff team, man. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna score some points, but if you you stop these guys, you're gonna win games against Edmonton because no one on the on the team can score. Um, and, and incredibly talented, but they were completely. I thought that they were completely shut down today. Yeah, their goaltending, like it's been said, probably at least once on our podcast. Every time their goaltending is terrible. He he gave up two bad goals tonight. I thought Lafferty's goal should have been stopped. It was a great play by Lafferty yeah. to score, but those are the ones you got to stop. And especially you just firing the puck like blindly to the one side to Kubelik to fire for the open net. Those are the back-breaking goals that just kill you. Right. And I mean, that's in my opinion, that's why they lost. I thought McDavid was good. I thought the Hawks did a good job of you know, being on him, he's still scary. I don't know if you notice when he gets the puck, man, it's almost like everyone stops for a second and they're just like, oh, shoot, McDavid has the puck. And they kind of like just watch what he does. They give him too much space. But I thought the Hawks, you know, they contained him pretty well. Obviously, Dreisaitl scored. He's just phenomenal. I think that was a power play goal, too. So yeah. McDavid actually outweighed, um, you know, I think. I, it looked like he was watching Flurry, and Flurry was screened, and he noticed Flurry was uh, looking the other direction and right. gave that puck right to Drysaddle. He buried it, but like you said, this definitely not a playoff team. The, the, they need depth and they need goaltending. But I think I would start with the goaltending because it's just it's not good, man. It's not good at all. When it comes to McDavid, don't you think that's what teams should do is just wait for him to try to bring the game to them? It's because when, when guys attack, that's when he's able to use his speed to get around defenders. Yeah, it almost like he's baiting you to come get him so yeah. he could turn that speed up from zero to 100. Yeah. But sometimes too much space isn't good, especially on the power play. Like right. He could just, he could just he, he's got that talent. He's got great vision, and he used it on that goal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought Dreisaitl was very, very noticeable today. He made some really good passes. Uh, like you mentioned, that goal that he had was from a, uh, not yeah, a bad angle, angle but yeah, it was tough. It was a, it was a tough goal, and you know he just just fired it in, which was awesome. Um, Patrick Kane in overtime, he had, um, he had what was that? A series of what was that? Two, three passes, like we mentioned in our last podcast, uh, right, th- right down the Rainbow Road, man. Royal and Road, Royal Road, Royal yep. Road. I thought, yep. oh, I yep. thought we were calling it the Rainbow Road. Then <laughs> you can. I'm gonna call it the Royal Road. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, hey, if it passes the Royal Road once, your percentages are like ninety five percent, and they did it twice. Yeah, so, they did. And yeah. actually, that's what <laughs> that's what the Blues were doing to us. Yes. Yep. You're right. You know. So, uh, so I thought that was really impressive. So, going forward, Patrick Keane has mentioned that he wants to. He thinks that it would be an honor to be a Blackhawk for, you know, the rest of his career. This is something that I truly believe in, and I'm going to tell you why, Matt. You could tell me, you know, the you know maybe the flip side of the coin. Mm-hmm. You know, people could say, you know, why does Kaner want to stay here? He's got, you know, years left on his career. He's still playing elite. He can go somewhere else and, uh, and, and possibly win another cup. You know, as Kaner came into the league, came onto the Blackhawks and he was a bit of a different kid. You know, he, he partied a lot and, you know, he had some, 
just like any other kid became a millionaire, started partying, you know, and had some, had some issues. The Blackhawks stood with him and, uh, you know, he won three Stanley cups with them. They gave him a six, uh, what was it? A five year, six point six point three million dollar yeah. uh, contract. And, uh, that was, that was his bridge deal at the time. And they did that. And then they gave him an eight year, you know, $10.5 million a year uh, deal. So, you know, he's made a lot of money here. The Blackhawks have stood behind him. The Blackhawks have, some of the best facilities uh, in the NHL, you know, they have a brand new facility across the across the street from the United Center where the players practice. You know, they can work out and and do all of that kind of stuff. So, um, and his girlfriend that you know that he lives with, you know, she's from Chicago. Her parents are from Chicago. They've started a family. Uh, I know his parents spend a lot of time in Chicago. You know, with the you know, so they, they could see the kid and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You no, know, he's built a life here. And the idea of, you know, going to another team to chase a cup when he's won three here already, you know, might not be something that, you know, a guy who's, you know, 34 going on 35 years old has won some cups, a lot of accolades. Um, you know, he's within, I don't know, maybe, what is it, like 90-some goals away from uh, hitting 500 goals to stick with the same organization, you know, Um, you know, that's my case for him, you know, wanting to stay. They're going to put his jersey up in the Raptors. There's going to be a, uh, there's going to be a statue of him, you know, in front of the, in front of the United Center with, you know, with all of the other greats. I I think he stays and I think he finishes out his time as uh, probably uh, up there with the best Blackhawks of, of all time. Yeah, what's surprising to me was that usually, you know, you don't hear a guy answer a question like that. Like, hey, do you want to finish your career here? Some some guys say, yeah, we'll we'll take it year by year, stuff like that. And he says, yeah, I want to I want to retire here. He publicly said it. And uh, hopefully he doesn't, you know, Chris Chelios us and (laughs) do something else after what he says. But yeah, I mean, I would love to see the Hawks give him like a three year, four year deal max. You know, at a fair hit. I mean, you don't want him. He's not going to want to play hockey for free. Nah. You know, I, I'd say like five, six million would be awesome. Yeah. Just to, uh, you know, ha- help the team rebuild. And I mean, his presence in the locker room, he's like a legend, you know. Young kids coming up, like, you know, probably watched him. You know, yeah. growing up, they, they wore 88 just because Patrick Kane. And now they could share a locker room with him. They can get wisdom from him. They can learn and. And it's honestly, it's cool. Like he, a lot of guys, they want to chase that cup, you know, like one more last dance type of thing. And it seems like, you know what? I won my three cups. I'm happy. I, all my teammates are, you know, slowly retiring year by year. And I, like you said in a couple segments ago, it gets Keith, Taves, and Kane. That's it, man. Everybody yeah. else is like in management, scouting, and uh, media. And these guys are it. These are the last three. And Keith, this could be his last year. And then we're just down to Kane and Taves, you know, where it all, where it started, you know, what was it? Oh, eight. So, yeah. I mean, I, and I would love Taves to stay too, but you know, obviously he's fighting some health issues and who knows, but maybe these guys could possibly sign another identical deal to finish out their careers together. It'd be pretty neat. Yeah. I think, I think Taves, you know, if he can get his health issues in order, I think that he still has good hockey left. Obviously, he's not going to be putting up, you know, 35, 40 goals, uh, 
oh, I'm sorry, 30 to 35 goals a year like he did in his prime, but he could still win faceoffs consistently. He played great defense. He was all over Dreisaitl tonight, man. Uh, Dreisaitl couldn't breathe because he had, essentially, it seemed like it was Doc's, Doc was on McDavid and Taves was on Dreisaitl. And uh, they were both pretty locked up pretty tight. Um, I, I think that Taves still has a lot of hockey left that he can play if he has an opportunity to, you know, get his health issues in order and uh, and have a good summer to relax and then train to uh, to kind of get back up to speed. I could see him, you know, maybe taking a, a 4.5 to $5 million deal. I think that that's fair. I think uh, Kaner taking between 5.5 and 6.5 is, 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 you know, is generous on their part to, Oh yeah. uh, He's a point of game guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. To to leave, to leave some money on, on the table, you know, so that they can put a better team around them. Because I'll tell you what, if there's anything these guys want to do, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that they're happy, you know, with what they've done, but uh, going out on top, man, you know, there's, there's nothing like saying like, Hey Kaner, this is it. Let's, let's, let's end this the way that we kind of came into it, you know, with a cup, you know, or even mentor young kids that are coming up, you know, like, like, Hey, it's getting like Oh eight or actually Oh nine. It was like, Whoa, it was a quick jump. The Hawks made like, Hey, right. We're we're pretty competitive. This is fun. It would be cool. Like, you know, they're the veterans now and getting those guys, young guys ready and just kind of turning the page, you know, it was that Oh seven, Oh eight season when they came in and everyone was yeah. like this is going to be the future and then yep. that 08 09 season that was that Cinderella season when they made it to the Western Conference Finals and they got bounced by the Red Wings very and experienced then, Red Wings yeah. oh god yeah and then yeah, the next year close. um you know we took it all the way to the Stanley Cup which is typically how you know it kind of plays out you know and in everyone's like oh yeah look out for this team these guys are going to be really really good you know they're Hosa and Taves and, and Kaner were on the cover of the ESPN magazine you know and i was like oh wow look at the blackhawks you know and they do that for you know a lot of teams but then you've got teams like toronto and uh and with matthews and monitor that you know they're on every cover of the magazine and they haven't won shit you know the blackhawks didn't do that they came up man and they just they won for essentially uh five years of consistent winning you know and uh and it was on the back of these guys it was great that they gave Jarmelson his his due tonight as being one of the cornerstones of this franchise. Uh, I mean, the guy is was just blood and guts. You know, you could see, just put his picture next to the definition in the library, man. In oh, the yeah. hockey library of blood and guts, you know, he was just incredible. He was an incredible player. Uh, dedicated himself to the to the defensive aspects of the game. You know. A lot of players can learn from a guy like like Jarmelson. You know, I don't know what what he's doing if they want to bring him in as a some type of a maybe a defensive coach or something like that. Uh, of of you know just really getting into the details of the defensive aspects of the game. You know, because he was a phenomenal. Um, you know, my hat off to him. He's one of my favorite players, favorite Blackhawks players of all time. Um, and you know, you you can't help but think of Siebes. You know, because he was such a big. A, a big part of this team as well. Uh, going forward, you know, Kane and Taves, you know, Kaner could be a really good role model, at least role modeling his game, uh, and take Reichel under his wing. You know, Reichel's a, he's a bit of, he's a playmaker, but he's he shoots the puck as well. 
you know. And Keener, I think, you know, Keener's looked at as a as a playmaker. Then on other segments, he'll be considered a sniper. You know, I, I think that he's both. I think that he does both aspects of the of the game. Joe Thornton was a was a playmaker through and through. The guy will get you, you know, between seventy five to ninety assists a season. You know, Keener, he keeps it at about thirty five to forty goals a season, about fifty assists. And, uh, and he'll do it like clockwork. You know, I think that Reichel can really learn from somebody like that. And I think that Doc uh, can, can really learn from a player like, like Taves. I think that he's trying to embody that defensive aspect uh, of the game. He had some nice passes today. I don't know if you noticed Doc, but he had a, he had a couple good passes today that gave uh, one was to Kubelik and another, I think he tried to get one yeah, to... Yeah, he whiffed it. Yeah, yeah right. he tried yeah. to get one to, to Debrinkit. And and it got it came with with a shot on goal, but you know that's what he likes to do. He likes to pass the puck. Uh, he had a nice shot on on net. You know you, you got to do that. You got to throw the goalie out the game because if if you're just passing all the time, the goalie knows you're going to do it, and he knows that you're not going to put it on that. Do you think that you know going forward that there's there's enough role models like on the team that can mentor some younger players coming up, namely like Ian Mitchell. And and Reichel, because clearly I think Reichel and Ian Mitchell are th- the next two big guys coming onto this team that can be um, that they could build around. Yeah, I think those are the only two promising prospects. I, there are, you know, potential guys like uh, Regula uh, or whatever you want to say, however you want to say. His Alec name. Regula, I'm, I like him. Yeah, I, I like him. Uh Obviously, Nicholas Bodan, we really haven't seen much of him. He showed some potential last season when he was called up, up and down a lot. Um, yeah, but these guys, yeah, these guys could be the next wave coming in, or it could be guys that we haven't even drafted yet. You know, it, some guys can make that jump after a season. I like what they're doing with Reichel. I think they're being patient. I don't know if that's Davidson or the whole... It, it, I, we have to say it's Davidson because he is the GM now. And Derek King mentioned that they have a specific plan for him. Yeah, I think that they want to burn out a year in his rookie entry. Or possibly, I heard they want to just get enough games. But clearly, he's you know he looks good in games, but he's just he's just not not there yet. It's a different game, man. I know in the AHL he's he's tearing it up. It's just a different game when you're coming up though. But I think, like you said, if you put him with you know. Have him on the road rooming with Kaner and learning, just kind of hanging out in the locker room together, and just he could be that type of player. And like you said, Kaner is a Kaner can be a sniper and he could be a playmaker. I mean, he's got 400 goals. That's that's not really playmaker material. I no. mean, he he can he's doing both. So he's he's I think that's his personal goal. I would say is he wants to get into that 500 goal club. Like, uh, you know, Jeremy Roenick was a 500-goal scorer. Yeah. Jer- Jeremy Roenick was, a, I, I consider him a sniper. But towards the end, he became, you know, like a like a role player, a guy who's a, just a good locker room presence, a fourth-line energy type of dude. But I think Kaner has the potential to be a top-line player his whole career. So right. that that that's huge for a young guy coming up. Like, you can learn so much from a guy. He's, he's getting a point of game. He'll be a point of game guy. But yeah, if, I, if I'm Reichel, I'm excited. You hear the word rebuild, it's like, oh man, you don't want to hear that as a fan. And some, honestly, some players might be like, 
kind of ticked off. Maybe Seth Jones is probably like, what did I get myself into? But I mean, look, the Rangers were in rebuild two years ago. Look what look at them now. Right. They're like a, a Stanley. It can happen fast. If you do stuff right, hire the right people and bring in the right free agents and draft the right people, stuff can come together fast. So hopefully right. a lot of these Hawks fans are patient with it because, I mean, if you think about it, we watched a rebuild from what? 2001 all the way to 2008. Right. It was brutal period. But look what happened. We They stockpiled picks. We got Kane Taves, Seabrook, uh, Keith. Uh, we, I mean, Crawford. It just keeps going. Bufflin. Wasn't Versteeg a, a draft pick as well? I, th- You know what? I think we got Versteeg through a trade. Mm. Uh, I think he was a Boston product. But I remember in a preseason game... We sat right next to him, and he was just a young kid who was healthy, scratched in preseason, sitting up in the uh, <laughs> sitting up in the stands. And uh, I remember my buddy took a couple picks with him and everything. We're like, "Cool, this guy could be a star." And look, two two time Stanley Cup champion Christopher Stieg. Yeah. So it's just cool stories, and the Hawks did good back then with drafting trades, and it, hopefully it comes together soon. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it's really cool to kind of talk about the future, you know, now that we have a GM, we know who it is. Uh, I, I, I really liked his interview that he had with, with Eddie O, you know, he looked him in the eye, he shook his hand, you know, he seems to have a, not a strong per, uh, person. I don't want to say a strong personality, but a strong enough personality where y- you could see that he's the guy that's in charge. And yeah, I'm serious, you know, he's like a serious kind of kid, but yeah. it's good. And yeah. he, he answered every single question, you know, that was thrown his way. There, no bullshit answers. And I can appreciate that. Uh, I want to give this guy his opportunity. He was, you know, chosen. We really haven't seen too much of him. I want to give the guy an opportunity. You know, there's, there's been some, some, uh, some people on, on Twitter and on Facebook, man, that are, you know, are, you know, there are, you know, obviously couch GMs like you and me, armchair GMs like you and me. And, you know, they think that the Blackhawks could have done better. Yeah, sure, maybe so. But yeah. we Wasn't don't have a crystal choice. ball. You know, yeah. we don't yeah. know what's going to happen if, you know, if they, you know, bring Scott Mallonby in or, 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 or something like that. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to give this guy an opportunity to, to succeed. I think that uh, he seems to have a strong uh, strong head on his shoulders, and uh, I, I think that the Blackhawks are going to be headed in, in the right direction under this new leadership that they have. And uh, and to be honest with you, man, I, I'd like to see Derek King get an opportunity. The guy was completely thrown to the wolves at the beginning of the season. The team was winless. They're, um, they're one game over 500 right now. The, the for the season and uh and this guy man you know he pretty much took a you know a down and out team and turned them into a a um you know trying to hit 500 you know he he he, he seems like the type of person that the players want to play for you know he seems that when things are getting tough you know he tries to calm guys down when they need to kick it in the ass he gives you know he, he you could see him you know get animated sometimes i like the guy man i want that guy to get his opportunity as well because you know this is it you know what better of a test to throw you into the wolves and you come out on top you know and by on top meaning that 
the, the the team isn't, you know, 40 games under 500. You know, we're not the Coyotes, essentially. And I, I just give him an opportunity, give him a camp, give him an offseason to get his, you know, the coaching staff together, get a plan together uh, for the team, get some drafting, some free agents signed, and then, you know, let them let them become a team together and, and let's see what happens. It, Matt, it's it's a different story if, if they started the season with King, to be honest with you. It is 100% yeah. a, a, a different a different season. They could be playing for a wild card spot right now. Yeah, they, they'd be closer to a wild card. I still think they'd fall maybe a little short. But yeah, I mean, it, this coach is, is a former player. He played, he, I think he has over 800 games in the league or something. Right. You know, he, he's been through the grind. He knows and... Going back to the old coach, Colleton, I think he only played like four NHL games. And he just, I, something about him, man, he just like, he just seemed like he had a bad attitude. And you know what? This is my way. We're going to do it my way. And they're not doing it my way. And I'm not changing. And that's why you're fired. I mean, this, right. the team just didn't want to play for you anymore. But uh, as back to Davidson, I'm, I'm happy that he says, listen, we're going to rebuild. And there's going to be a lot of changes. Three to five years it could take, or it could take longer. (laughs) Thank you for being honest, because I feel like Bowman over the last couple seasons was not honest. They thought Hawks fans were stupid. Like, no, 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 we're going to compete. We're we're Stanley Cup contenders, dude. And the fans know, (laughs) like, we're we're not dumb, dude. Like, we're not even close right now. (laughs) We're losing. You know, Host is retiring. Crawford's gone. Like, what, dude? Really? You, you, and Malcolm Subban's our goalie and Delia. We're not contending for anything but, you know, best of the worst, you know. Luckily, so, Lincoln, Lincoln showed up last year. It, it could have been worse. It could absolutely. Have been much worse. Same with Flurry this season. It right. could have been like Flurry's been awesome. He's saved, he saved a lot of games for the Hawks. And, and it sounds like he's going to stay. I don't think, I think Davidson said he's going to honor the agreement him and Bowman yeah. made. And I, Colby Cohen, he did say something smart today. I don't know if you heard it. He says, listen, if these Hawks fans, they want first-round picks for Flurry. You guys, he's like, we didn't get anything. We didn't give up anything to get him. We got him for free. Right. So, I mean, don't get rid of him. If he doesn't want to go, keep him because he can really help this team out. And he's one of the most liked players in the NHL. This this is a guy you want in your locker room. And, I, you know, you don't say what you want about him and— He's kind of a goofy dude, but I, I I agreed with those comments that Colby Cohen made. Yeah, I mean, I do too, 100%. You know, Mark andre Fleury obviously has has earned his has earned his opportunity to decide what he does, um, you know, considering what he's done in, in the league. And to be honest with you, I, I think it shows a lot for, for Davidson's character by saying like, you know what, this is the agreement that was made. I'm going to honor that. Because he could say, this is what the prior regime, I have an organization to run. This is what I'm going to do. You're gone. Yeah. But do you know what you, I mean? And that's, yeah, a, but that's, he a, could, that's kind of a shitty thing to do. Well, that's a thing too. He's got to worry about the future free agents right. that are coming in. Like, hey, listen, Marc-Andre Fleury was my friend. If I'm an in, like an incoming interested player, like, and you dogged him, are you going to do that to me? Right. I, mean, you know, I don't feel comfortable signing here. And then you... He's got us, you know, he's got to create like a good relationship with players now. Right. So hopefully he takes care of Kane and Taves. And, um, you know, if if Davidson could land a first round pick somehow, I think that's a huge win for him in this draft. A huge win. And it's it's going to be tough because we 
honestly, do you think we have any potential first round players that are first round picks or players that are worth a first round pick? I I don't think Dahan is. No. I think Dahan can maybe get a second or third. Kubalik a second. Dylan Strom probably a second. But I, I mean, we're hearing Haggle is you know bringing in interest, but. Who knows if if Hagel is not a part of the future, he he might move him. But I think a guy like Hagel is hard to find a gritty, sandpaper, speedster type of guy who could shoot. They, they don't come along and much. plays defense. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a great back check tonight. Uh, but those guys don't come around much. The guys that are gritty usually have horrible hands. They yeah. don't score goals and. Hagel has like 16. <laughs> so right. this is a guy you might want to consider keeping for his price tag and term. So we'll see. It's going to be an exciting uh, trade deadline. If Davidson could somehow pull a miracle and get a first round pick for us, I think that's a huge win for him. And, and getting a lot of trust in the fans too, it would be like, wow, this guy, this guy's going for it. This guy's committed to the rebuild. He wants to stockpile some picks and prospects this this is this guy's good hopefully they can it can work out yeah especially with not sending any any prospects away because we did that for so long yeah and we yeah exactly we we the terrible contracts we we'd have to throw in a good prospect like like tevu teravine and I, I he could have been a hawk you know, on the first line with Kaner, you know, he, or even with the Brinkett, he's a playmaking center. He's having a great career in um, uh, Carolina. I know they love him there. And I miss him. I think I miss him the most because I think the Hawks could have probably fit him in the plans. And he's got a pretty good cap hit. I think he's at like six, seven million. Obviously, Panarin's making a lot, but you know what? That's, man? An, that's another guy. I think I think Tara Vinen's at like five point five. See that's amazing then because yeah. he's he's putting up good assist numbers. Yeah, and he, him and Sebastian Ajo are you know the Finns they got great chemistry together. But you know on this team I you could put Debrinkat with a guy and I'm sure Ter, Tevu Teravainen would absolutely benefit. You know Debrinkat's goals just as good as Kane, and then we'd have more of a good uh, top two like playmaking wingers on our team which would be great right but but didn't work out that way because Bickle had to make four million because he had one good playoff series yeah four million for four 16 million and then he retired that year that we sent him away (laughs) yeah but you know I mean he came down they got Tevu and they're loving him yeah they're loving they they really lucked out on that one but you know I'm glad that I mean that being said I'm glad that Bickle is you know he's doing all right. You know he's he seems to have oh. the symptoms of his MS somewhat under control, and he's he seems to be doing all right. So that he was born for the playoffs, man. He yeah, elevated he his game in the playoffs. That's for sure. But you got anything else, man? Oh man, I, it was just a good game. I, it was good to see Keith again. Dunks uh, didn't really notice him as much. I don't know how, what you thought about him, but. Uh, He's obviously lost a step, but he's still a legend, one of the best Hawks defensemen. Uh, and I did. Uh, it was good to see Tyler Johnson back. He he's kind of the same size as DeBrincat, and it's like, whoa, there's two little guys out there, and they're he he's got some good speed for being out so long. I, I'd like to yeah. I like to see him healthy next year from the start, where where he would fit. You know, he's also a center who can win faceoffs, which is something that that we need. Uh, to be yeah. honest with you, it it doesn't seem like his game lost an edge either, because he was out there uh, mixing it up a little bit. 
Yeah, he was flying for a guy who's been, you know, sitting at, sitting at home for a while. I know he's been practicing for a couple of weeks now, but right. he's got that same neck injury as Eichel, same exact surgeries. So it's pretty interesting. He yeah. doesn't, you know, he looks like it's not affecting him at all. Could be something going forward that this is a surgery that other teams will elect to do without the fan, the um, the drama that Buffalo had with with Jack Eichel, you know. And do you know what, man? It makes Buffalo look really, really bad that we've got two guys that have had this surgery and are back playing in in a matter of a two, you know, two two and a half months. Fifty games, I th- or 40, 48 games, I think. Um... Yeah, Johnson missed. I think it was that much, but I and you know what? I think Eichel, if he got his surgery when he wanted, he could have started opening night. I think it would. I think it would have been fine. And I, I think there was more to it. I think maybe the next couple of years stuff will come out. I don't think Buffalo liked the cap hit, and I don't think Jack liked Buffalo. So <laughs> it, it probably just worked out for the best of both parties. It's like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to trash each other in, in the tabloids, okay? <laughs> yeah. they, it, they it's going to be up. mutual. Yeah. I love you guys. Really, I appreciate the opportunity, but hey, let's do this. This is the only way that it'll work. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Go, go to Vegas. Have a good time. They're pretty close to a cup. You, you might like it there. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, everybody, that's all that we got for you tonight. Do us a favor, hit follow if you have not already. We'll have an interview coming this Tuesday. Stay tuned. We'll let you know who it is on Twitter, and uh, we'll release that on midnight on uh, Tuesday morning. But that's all that we got for you tonight. Everybody, take it easy. Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. This is a Tomahawk, and we're out of here.